This broadcast is part of the IC Robots Radio Network. Visit icrobots.com for this and many other nerd slash nostalgia related podcasts. You won't be sorry for long. R Us Report, recorded live from inside the Pooptronics Cellular Undersea Base 0001, 6.5 miles below the ocean surface. He likes to speak his piece when he's on the mic. He's the best, or at least, he's the one you know. He's your host, Icy Robots. If you're looking for me, you better check under the sea. It is your dude, Icy Robots, and I am not a hero, but I do sacrifice a bit of my week each and every week to make your week a bit less week, and this week it is going to get so much less week. We are going to continue on and learn the next 10 entrants into the Five Mike Movie Hall of Fame. We're going to talk about some stuff I did. We got a uh, we got a nice recording from the Earth Base. It's going to be a hoot, but before we do that, let's check out this new tune from Iceberg and Ensign Kate. Hit it! You are listening to the Toys R Us Report. You against me, me against you, whatever, whenever. What are you going to do? Iceberg's chillin', Emily's chillin'. What more can I say, top villain? That's what we get, get it good, and since you understood. Would you bite a rhyme if you dare? I get the papers, so I don't care. Stop scheming and looking hard. I got a great big bodyguard. You are listening to the mother number one, the Funkin' Toys R Us report. Alright, it is me, your dude, Icy Robots, and I am down here in the Earth base. Before we get too far along into the proceedings, that of course was, that of course was Audio 2's famous hit, Top villain with a uh, with Milk D, one of my favorite MCs of all the times, Milk D. You also you might recognize that as the at the movie, at the movie beat, the part where the part in which where we give the mics for the movies. I found it, I found it to be apropos to have Iceberg and uh, Anson Kate work on that hit. It it felt like the right thing to do when we were going to be inducting. A whole bunch of new fools into the Five Mike Movie Hall of Fame. But before, before we get there, I am down here on the Earth Base. It is raining. It is raining like a mug. You can probably hear that. It's beating down. Beating down on my roof. The, the shuttle copter that comes and gets me and takes me to the, uh, to the mining rig where I, where I shoot down to the undersea base was wasn't able to get through so here I am I am presently in I'm in my garage I'm just just doing nothing it's weird when it rains I I can't go out to ride my bike I can't go out to do stuff that I like to do I I don't know I guess this is something that 
that we all have to deal with from time to time. But man, I am I'm in a bit of a slump lately. I'm sure I'm sure you've been there. It's just like things aren't working out for me the way that I like for them to work out on not like a serious level. It's just one of those periods where every uh, everything that can work against me is possibly working against me. Don't worry. I'm not feeling sorry for myself. I'm going to talk about how how you push through these times. I'll I'll give you an example. Like my alarm didn't go off. I didn't really sleep great anyway. I I had some packages that I had to go out for Christmas and the mailman left them left them on the stoop, so I'm going to have to go to the going to have to go to the post office in the rain. I got logged out of Facebook and I couldn't remember my password. Just a million just a million billion things. It's it's getting to the point I'm getting a bit of a uh, getting a bit of a headache, you know, like like a tension headache or whatever. I I don't want to complain. This is not at all what this is about. I I think that when you get into periods of time like this, and we all have them, the the thing that keeps them from spiraling out of control is you have to you have to just like tighten up. And despite all of the Despite all the things that are going on that are annoying, you just have to keep on going, keep on keeping on, keep on trucking. I I realize now what that means, that, that 70 saying, keep on trucking. You just, you just no-sell everything that's going on and you keep doing what you normally do. And then after a while, these things kind of just like, they just work themselves out. You, you, for the most part, don't have unlucky streaks. You know, your most part, you're just kind of you're kind of in the middle. You kind of just keep on moving along, and then if you if you persevere through the bad places, eventually you get you get back to that normalcy. I I don't know, man. That's just uh, that's just usually the way things work out. The the normal is the normal for the reason. You know, the median is the median for a for a reason. You just keep your head down, you keep pushing through, and you'll you know you'll get there. I guess I. I like it when it rains, but I don't like being able to go outside. That that bugs me. I I got this California dude thing going on, and I ride my bike and I goof around outside and I do all kinds of stuff. So it's weird when I when I'm trapped in here. It's a nice it's a nice change of pace. I I try to take advantage of that time and I I do things on the computer that maybe I maybe I've been putting off various projects. I took some pictures. I put some graphics up. I. I did all kinds of stuff because when it's nice out, when it's cool out, you know, I I feel like I should be I should be doing something to take advantage of that. I should be I should be walking the dog. I should be getting some exercise. I should be I should be doing something. So it is nice in a way when the option is taken away from me because I I feel guilty if I don't if I don't do the good thing. So it's nice when I have absolutely no choice in the matter. It's nice when, like, whatever I want, it does not matter. I I alleviate the guilt that way. Also, we we need rain. We're in like a constant drought state here during California, so we we need the rain. I can't complain when it happens. That would be really really short-sighted of me. I I don't know. I'm looking out the window here, and it does it does look pretty. We have a side hatch window here in the, uh, in the garage, and I'm, you know, peeking out there, I can see, I can see somewhat into the, uh, into the neighbor's yard, I don't know, it's, it's like, it's weird, it's always weird when the weather changes, is it, 
Is it raining where you guys are? Is it snowing where you guys are? Is it doing any of that? Is it? Is it? I know not. I, I don't know, man. I expect it to be down below right now, so I'm a little, I'm a little off put. I, I had a, I had some stuff planned with iceberg and everything, but then this, then this brief storm hit, and here I am. I'm trapped. I thought I'd be, I thought I'd be down there, in the, uh, in the area by the chump sink where they let us hang out doing doing some kind of a comedy bit with your dude Iceberg, I, I don't know, man, I, I'm just winging it here, I'm improv, and I hope this isn't, like, the most boring thing ever, let's see, what have we learned so far, when, when things go wrong, as they usually will, and your daily road seems all uphill, the, the way you do it is you just, you just keep pushing up that hill, you just keep going up, and then eventually you get to the hill, and then you'll get to go back down, and then going back down, that's the, uh, that's the easy part. I guess. So, I hope that I have imparted this wisdom upon you, and I hope that you take it to heart. And if if you're stressing out about the holidays, if you are having a hard time with any of that, just, uh, just, uh, think about your boy ISR. Realize he has problems too, just like anyone, and that you can just push through and, uh, keep on fighting the good fight. Now, at the movies. <laughs> In a moment, at the movies without Ebert, Siskel, or even that Jude Roper, but you've got icy robots, so that's something, right? What are you doing? What's it for? I find giants, I hunt giants, I kill giants. A giant comes to a place and takes everything from you. This isn't real. You're not listening to me! This giant is coming! You have to ask yourself, do I want to live my life as a coward or a warrior? That is definitely true. You do have to decide, do I want to live my life as a coward or do I want to live it as a warrior? This is one of the questions... That gets answered in the delightful, the delightful I Kill Giants. This should more aptly be an At The Movies VHS edition. Because I picked up I Kill Giants over at good old Joe Video on Blu-ray. I, I missed it when it came out in the theaters. It had a very limited release. It didn't open in, in my area. I, I had wanted to see it. I didn't get the chance. Finally, my dream was fulfilled and it was all... All that I thought it would be and more. The movie is hard to describe. It's part, it's part fantasy and it's part heartfelt family movie. It's part, it's part story on grief. It's many, it's many, many things. And it is, it's a fantastic movie. The story follows a, a young lass who lives in a seaside town. I think it's in New Jersey and she... She defends the town from giants and titans who who try to destroy it on the reg. This this may or not be happening. That is the hook of the stories. In in a lot of ways, it's a tale of mental illness. It's a tale of mental health. It is it's just a fantastic movie. I am not I am not too big to admit that it it brought a tear to my eye by the end of the thing I was I was sitting on my couch crying I'm man enough to admit it it 
it affected me very deeply. The The story is well put together. It plays very quickly. And by the time it's over, you you feel very invested in the in the characters, especially the main character, the gal who who fights the giant. The movie also has like it has a really dynamite aesthetic. She she has all these implements and things that she uses to to combat these titanic beasts and they're all very well fabricated. They're all they're all really neat. During the course of the movie she wears this this like headband with rabbit ears that she that she made out of like feathers and twine and wire and stuff like that. It's it's amazing. Whoever put these things together really, really, really did a good job. Let's see. The movie stars Imogen Poots, who you might know from Green Room. I I really like Imogen Poots. I don't see her in enough things, but I think that she's I think that she's the good the big the good, rather. I think the biggest star in the movie might be Zoe Saldana, who you know as Gamora from Guardians of the Galaxy, but the star is young Madison Wolf, who plays Barbara. I think she's, I think that she is maybe like 15 or 16, would be my guess. She's in high school at the, at the time of the, of the story. I cannot recommend this one highly enough. I thought it was just out of sight. I thought it was the real deal. I thought it had incredible artistic credibility. I thought that it had a lot just a lot to say as well about the way that we go through life, by the way we about the way we see things, about the way we deal with the things that we see. I don't want to give, I don't want to give a lot away. There are, there's a lot of twists and turns, and I think just knowing the plot that that this young gal goes one on one with giants and titans, and she sets traps for these giants and titans, and she she saves her city numerous times, but it may not all be as it seems. Let's see what they say about this over over on the good old Rotten Tomatoes. I'm imagining it has a pretty good rating. It is presently it's presently at 88% with the critics and only 80 with the audience. Oop, my mistake. It's actually 78 with the critics. They did not like it as much as I did. That's that's their loss, dude. I thought this movie was terrific. It's 102 minutes. It was directed by Anders Walter, who, um, this was his first, his first feature film. He did amazing. It was written by Joe Kelly. The movie started off as a graphic novel. I haven't read it. I know that I've seen it over at, at Comics for the Win, but I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't dig the aesthetic too much, the artistic aesthetic. Um, it's, it's a bit anime influenced. That's not really, that's not really your boy's thing, so... With all this said, on the good old-fashioned Source Magazine mic meter, with one being a dud and five being an all-time classic, I'm going to go out there on a limb and give I Kill Giants 4.5 mics. 4.5 mics. No more than a few times a generation of film through the power of repeat viewings that it has stood the difficult test of time and become a time-honored legend. This is the Icy Robots Radio 5 Mic Movie Hall of Fame. 
the same time last week, we dropped 10 new names into the Five Mike Hall of Fame movie hat. Movies ranging from Star Wars all the way to Pulp Fiction with everything like Escape from New York in between. This week, this week, we're going to do it again. We're going to start all over. This time, though, we're going to start at 11. We're going to take it all the way through 20 when we induct 10 more flicks. Shrine forever in Five Mike Movie Hall of Fame. The last time out, we let off with Star Wars, what is maybe the most classic of all the classic movies ever made. This time out, we're going to lead off with a movie that's a classic from another era. This is a movie known as Boogie Nights. It was... It was the number two Burt Reynolds movie of all the times when we did those. When we did those Burt Reynolds flicks, of course, the number one of all the times, Cannonball Run, that was on the first ten, the first salvo we dropped on the on the Five Mike Movie Hall of Fame. Boogie Nights is a tale of the adult film industry from the 70s all the way through the 80s. While the movie has a vast cast encompassing everybody from Julian Moore to Philip Seymour Hoffman to Don Cheadle, everybody, everybody in between, it focuses on Mark Wahlberg, Marky Mark Wahlberg, who plays who plays a brand new stud in the industry, a guy who goes by the name of Dirk Diggler. I I think that the standout performer in this is John C. Riley. John C. Riley plays Dirk Diggler's he plays Dirk's best friend, Chest Rockwell. That's that's his uh that's his second porn pseudonym. They they put together this series that is it's kind of like a low budget detective thing, but it's also it's an adult flick with with Dirk Diggler as Brock Landers and John C. Riley's Reed Rothschilds as Chest Rockwell, I I just think this is an amazing movie. Obviously, it's in the Five Mike Movie Hall of Fame. It was directed by P.T. Anderson. It was P.T.'s, it was his second flick. His first was Hard Eight, which is, that's a dynamite movie of, of fun down in Reno. If you haven't seen that, I cannot recommend it enough. I can't recommend Boogie Nights enough. It's... It's a bit lewd and such. It's a bit long. It's really long, but it's it's just a dynamite movie that definitely, definitely deserves to be enshrined in the Hall of Fame. The next movie that we are going to take a look at is a movie from a different era. This is a movie known as it's a movie known as Rocky. Rocky is, of course, the seminal boxing movie of all boxing movies. Well, some people might say Raging Bull, but I, I'm more of a Rocky guy. It stars Sly Stallone in his first major role as these titular, the titular character Rocky Balboa. Rocky is a washed up, he's a washed up stumblebum. He's a washed up never was, who is given the chance to fight the greatest heavyweight of all time, a guy who goes by the name of Apollo Creed, and he, he capitalizes on his one chance. He has one. One shot to make it. And he he puts everything that he has into it. It's a it's an amazing tale of an underdog realizing his true potential. The movie at its heart is a romance between Rocky and his and his beloved gal Adrian. It's a buddy picture with Rocky and his pal Polly, who is also Adrian's brother. It is such a marvelous movie. I cry every time I see it. If I see it all the way to the end when he 
When the fight's over and he only wants Adrian, he doesn't care about the title, he doesn't care about the rematch, he doesn't care about anything. All he cares about is being with, with his gal. I, I shed a tear, man. I shed a manly one, one little tear goes down my cheek. This movie, of course, spawned a, a franchise of what, seven other, eight other films? This was, this was one of the biggest things of all the times, and I... I feel it's naturally deserved of a place in the Five Mike Movie Hall of Fame. I I cannot speak enough about the cultural impact of Rocky Balboa. It's it's always a Rocky tale when you see an underdog fighting. You're always getting to reference Rocky when somebody's coming from underneath and making the best they can of themselves. This is this is a movie that puts Sly Stallone on the map. He wrote and directed the film. He he got everything because of this. Because this movie was so great. He got Rambo. He got, well, you just, he got uh, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Any movie you can think of came from him being in this movie. It is absolutely deserved of enshrinement. The next movie we have up for enshrinement in the Five Mike Movie Hall of Fame is a 1990 American gangster film known as, it's a movie known as Goodfellas. It was directed by Martin Scorsese. And it stars Ray Liotta. It is the story of a dude coming up through the mob, making friendships, committing crimes, having fun, doing all kinds of stuff like that. This is, this is one of my favorite movies that there's ever been. Anytime I see it on TV, I jump in and I, and I watch some, I, I cannot get enough. I have this movie on VHS, I have it on DVD, I have it on Blu-ray. I, I picked up the Blu-ray for it at the Vallejo Flea Market. I, I have not watched it yet. It has it has a couple different director commentaries. One with one with the cast and one with the director. I'm dying to dig into that, but I haven't I haven't had the time. I'm too busy watching it whenever I see it on whenever I see it on Spike TV or whatever whatever network that is nowadays. This movie also it also features one of my favorite scenes that there's ever been in a movie. In this Joe Pesci, Ray Liotta, and Robert De Niro are over at, they're at Joe Pesci's mom's house after committing a heinous murder. They're eating pasta, they're having a good time. When when she pulls out a painting that she did, and they, they take a look at it, and they give what I consider to be some of the best art criticism that there's ever been. Let's, let's take a listen. Did Tom ever tell you about my painting? No. Look at this. Ah, it's beautiful. I like this one. The dog, one dog goes one way and the other dog goes the other way. Well, one is going east and the other one is going west. So what? And this guy's saying, what do you want from me? The guy's got a nice head of white hair. Look how beautiful with the dog. It looks the same. Yeah. Looks like somebody we know. Me <laughs> <laughs> without the beard. No, it's him. Oh, <laughs> it's him. Holy, oh, <laughs> The him that they are referencing is the... The person who is lying dead in their in their trunk at the moment, or at the very least, they think that he is lying dead. This movie is just terrific, man. It's so, so massively entertaining from beginning to end. It's just a lot of fun. You get an amazing, you get an all-time classic five-mic performance out of Joe Pesci. You get, you get a peak Ray Liotta. You get like a prime Robert De Niro all together with a prime Martin Scorsese. Goodfellas is absolutely worthy of being in the Five Mike Movie Hall of Fame. The next movie that we have, it's a uh, it's another crime related story. This is another another personal favorite of mine, another one that I watch anytime that it comes on the TV. It's the one 
that finally got an Oscar for Denzel Washington. It's a little movie that's known as Training Day. There's some profoundly evil people walking the streets right now. I don't handicap myself with rules. You ain't no police. Stop that fool. You can't be like this. I'm the police. King Kong ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> you, you never know. That's the point. Training Day. Rated R. Starts October 5th. Training Day was released in 2001. It stars Denzel Washington and Ethan Hawke. Let's let's read the the plot synopsis from the uh, from the Tomatoes. The Fast and Furious screenwriter David Ayer follows up that fast-paced action hit with this this gritty crime drama from director Antoine Fuqua. Ethan Hawke stars Jake Hoyt a fresh-faced Los Angeles police rookie, anxious to join an elite narcotics squad headed up by 13-year veteran Sergeant Alonzo Harris. That's Denzel. Harris has agrees to give Hoyt a shot at joining his team with a one-day ride-along, during which Hoyt must prove, prove his mettle. Things are not as he seems. Denzel, Denzel may be corrupt. Denzel in the movie is actually, like, the most corrupt cop in history. He's basically a gangster like a gangster with a badge, and he has this whole crew of guys. Dr. Dre is in it. All these dudes are in it, and they're all, they're all super bad. They're all super corrupt, and they have, like, they have, like, this whole scheme involving Hoyt. It is, it's an absolutely brilliant movie. It's incredibly entertaining. There are, like, twists and turns and this and that. And Denzel, Denzel puts on an all-time classic performance. This Pesci in Goodfellas is... It's probably the standard bearer for like over the top performances, but this is this is really really close. I I dig this movie, man. It has this like horrible scary version of LA. I I live in the northern portion of California, and our major city is San Francisco. It's a bit sketchy, but it's fine. But when you go down south, the major city is Los Angeles, and Los Angeles has always seemed like this like this super scary Thunderdome to me. I I go there from time to time, and it's always it's always fine. I've never had an incident, but movies like this, movies like Colors, movies like Boys in the Hood, they give you this, this just amazing, amazing view of Los Angeles. It's like, it's like New York from last week's entrance, Escape from New York. I, I check out this movie just about every time I see it. It hasn't been in the, hasn't been in the rotation as much as it used to be, but it's, it's an awesome movie. If you have not seen it, I cannot recommend it highly enough. It is definitely deserving of enshrinement in the Five Mike Movie Hall of Fame. The next movie is a comedy. It stars Will Ferrell and John C. Riley in the history of Video Droid, the number one video store in Santa Rosa history. The most, the most oft-rented movie of all the times was this movie. It's a movie known as Step Brothers. Step Brothers is a 2008 American comedy. It is the story of two, two pampered grown men whose single parents fall in love, forcing them to all live in the same house and become Step Brothers. It's, it's a crazy movie. It's so much more than the, than the description. It is, it's two dudes at the peak of their game, two legendary performers. You got Will Ferrell. You got John C. Riley, who was earlier inducted with, with Boogie Nights. You have him in this at the peak. And these guys, these two guys play off each other so well. They went on to do Talladega Nights. They have a version of Sherlock Holmes coming out. This, 
This is such a funny movie. There is like scene after scene after scene of hilarity. It is, it's an all-time classic. It's definitely deserved of enshrinement in the Five Mike Movie Hall of Fame. The next movie that we have is a, it's a cult favorite. It's a story of life in the 70s. It is, it's a movie that's known as Dazed and Confused. You guys know anything about a party here tonight? No, sir. No. Dazed and Confused. See it with a bud. Rated R. Starts Friday, September 24th at select theaters. This is, uh, this is right from the tomatoes. Like George Lucas's American Graffiti, Richard Linklater's Dazed and Confused is an affectionate look at the youth culture of a bygone era. While Lucas took aim at the conservative 1950s, Link later jumps ahead a generation to the bicentennial year 1976 to celebrate the joys of beer blasts, pot smoking, and Frampton Comes Alive. This movie, this movie is so terrific. It did not do very well at the theater, but it eventually, it eventually achieved an amazing cult status. I must have seen this like, like 15,000 times through. It is, it is so great. It makes the 70s seem like such a fun time. It, it follows a group... Well, it follows like separate groups of people all through the same night and they all, they all eventually merge at this big party at the Moon Tower. It's, it's dynamite. It introduced us to Matthew McConaughey, Parker Posey, Jeremy London, just so many, so many people, Joey Lauren Adams, so many people got their, they got their big break in this one. I, I cannot say enough good things about Days and Confused. This is another one, another one that had an awesome soundtrack. It introduced the world to the, to the 70s sound. I was like a, I was like a hardcore hip hopping dude when this came out. You know, I was listening like Wu-Tang, Public Enemy, Black Moon, stuff like that. And when this came out, I... I veered right into this. This was a uh, this was some cool '70s tune. The soundtrack was full of, oh, just you name it, man. Anything that was a hit of the era was on that, and that really that really added to the movie because it's like you were watching it as soon as it hit VHS. You were watching it all the time, and then when you weren't watching it, you were also like listening to the soundtrack. It feels like there's was a uh, like this big portion of my life where this was this was definitely the uh, the number one flick. I loved it. Everybody I knew at the time loved it. My bro had a poster on the wall. This one, this one is definitely deserved of enshrinement in the Five Mike Movie Hall of Fame. The next one, the next one is a comedy directed by what may be my favorite director of all the directors. A dude that goes by the name of Wes Anderson. This movie is a movie that goes by the name of Rushmore. I like your nurse's uniform, guy. These are OR scrubs. Oh, are they? Rushmore. You're on the team? I'm an alternate. Rated R. Now in select theaters Friday City Water. Rushmore stars Jason Schwartzman and Bill Murray. This was during the middle of the Bill Murray renaissance. This... This amazing comeback that Bill Murray made in the in the late 90s, Rushmore was released in 1998. Rushmore is the tale of two best friends who fall for the same girl. The the hook in this is that one one of the friends played by Schwartzman is in high school and the other is a full-grown man, a wealthy a wealthy industrialist played by Bill Murray. The kid Max Fleischer is a super eccentric prep school student. He he goes to an academy known as Rushmore. Rushmore is his life. He's the captain of like a million teams, a million clubs. He's a real, he's a real nerd. And they both fall for the, they fall for the first grade teacher at the academy. And man, 
So much hilarity ensues. I love, I love Wes Anderson so much. He also did Isle of Dogs. He did the Fantastic Mr. Fox. He did Steve Zizu. All these movies, all these movies that I love from the bottom of my heart. If I were, if I were ever to do a Toys R Us report movie, I don't know what that would be about. Maybe, maybe about space pirates and submarines and deep sea bases and stuff like that. If I were ever to do this movie, my dream director would be Wes Anderson. I feel like, I feel like he and I have, have a similar idea of what things should look like. He, of course, is, he, of course, is incredibly accomplished. I, of course, am a dude who washes windows in a deep sea base. So we're miles apart as far as abilities, but I think the sensibilities, the sensibilities are somewhat similar. This movie is just, it's just dynamite. It's another one with an amazing soundtrack with like John Lennon and all this just awesome, awesome, awesome music on it. We know I wasn't watching the movie. I was listening to the tunes. It's great. It got me, it got me heavy into Wes Anderson. Once this came out, I, I was jumping at the chance to see anything dude had, dude had coming up. I went back and I looked at his earlier movie, Bottle Rocket recently. And that's, that's another one too, that, that also has Owen Wilson in it. Owen Wilson has a he has a small role in this movie as far as acting, but he has a major role in the fact that he he co-wrote it with Wes Anderson. You gotta you gotta give it up for that. The the next movie on the list this is number nine of number ten that we're gonna do today. So don't worry, you're gonna make it. You're gonna get through it. This is this is an indie comedy, a black and white indie comedy that started started what some would consider an indie movie revolution. This is a movie. It's a movie known as Clerks. This job would be great if it wasn't for the customers. You have that one with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year? You should hear the barrage of stupid questions I get. What do you mean there's no ice? You mean I gotta drink this coffee hot? Miramax Films is proud to present an outrageous new look at the over-the-counter culture. You think anybody can see us down here? Why? Do you wanna have sex or something? Can we? Clicks. Just because they serve you doesn't mean they like you. You hate people, but I love gatherings. Isn't it ironic? Rate it all. Now playing at Select Theater. Clerks follows the day in the life of two dudes, Dante and Randall. Dante, Dante works at a convenience store. Randall works at the, at the video store next door. And they, they have all sorts of wacky adventures in the world of commerce. It's, it's a super important film, this one. This is the one, this is the one that came out and it gave everybody the idea, if you want to, you can make a movie. The director of the flick, the dude known as Kevin Smith, I'm sure that you all know this, Kevin Smith self-funded the movie by selling his comic book collection. As I understand it, what he did was he sold his comic book collection to the to the store for store credit, and then he went and he sold the store credit to somebody else. He is the dude who showed me if there's something you want to do, you can just go ahead and do it. If you want to start a pod, just start a pod. If you want to make a movie, shoot a movie. You can do it. You don't need anybody. You don't need anybody but yourself and your creativity. Clerks is not by any means a perfect movie, but it is it is a gigantically influential movie and it spun off its own universe. It led into Mallrats and then Jay and Silent Bob strike back. Then there's Dogma and Chasing Amy. All of which have, they have crisscrossing characters. And this was like way, way, way before there was a Marvel Universe. I used to, I used to go crazy for the interconnected Kevin Smith universe. I, 
I wanted to see anything Dude came out with. I have seen everything that Dude came out with, and it all it all started from this. The next movie that we have on the list is the it's the second most current movie that we have on here. The first is it, of course, is uh, Step Brothers, which came out in 2008. This movie came out in 2006. It is the second movie directed by Martin Scorsese that will be inducted into the Five Mike Movie Hall of Fame. This is this is a movie known as The Departed. I got an informer in my outfit. I can get the rat. Situation like this, kill everybody. I'm not the rat. A Martin Scorsese picture. The Departed is a 2006 crime drama that stars Leonardo DiCaprio and Matt Damon. You also get a tour de force performance out of Mark Wahlberg, as well as a as well as a tour de force performance out of Alec Baldwin. The movie is a bit hard to explain. Leonardo DiCaprio is a cop who is infiltrating a criminal gang led by Jack Nicholson, while Matt Damon is a criminal who has gone through the police academy and has, he has infiltrated the the highest reaches of the state police. And each one is... They are tasked with finding the other one. Matt Damon answers to Jack Nicholson. And Jack Nicholson is like, look, I know there's a rat in my gang and I need you to find out who it is. While at the same time, the police captain who is in charge of undercover cop Billy Costigan, played by Leonardo DiCaprio, has tasked him with finding out who is the rat inside the police department. It's basically a tale of the bad guy is the good guy. And the good guy is the bad guy. This movie is a lot of fun. Each guy, each guy has some amazing dialogue. There's so many neat side characters. Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson tears it up. This is one of his, this is one of his greatest performances ever. Martin Sheen is terrific in this as well as the police captain and Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg is like the the sergeant under the captain and he is like he gives a performance that is off the chain. He should have won the Oscar for this. I'm not even kidding. It's it holds up. It holds up so great. I just I just watched Departed on AMC the other day and I got to say after seeing this movie like 10 million times Mark Wahlberg might be the, he might be the highlight, man. This is a, this is an awesome movie. It is, it is definitely deserved of enshrinement in the Five Mike Movie Hall of Fame. So, there we have it. That is, that is 20 movies enshrined in the Hall of Fame over a two-week period. Let's, let's do a quick once-over over this week's entrance. You got Boogie Nights, Rocky, Goodfellas, Training Day, Step Brothers, Dazed and Confused, Rushmore, Clerks, and The Departed. They join, they join last week's entrance of Star Wars, Empire, Jedi, Escape from New York, Flash Gordon, Alien, Cannonball Run, The Blues Brothers, and Pulp Fiction, as well as the three 
individual nominees that already stood before this started. That is The Big Lebowski, Jackie Brown, and The Warriors. The Walter Hill action film, The Warriors. So now we have 23 movies in the Five Mike Movie Hall of Fame. And I think, I think this Hall of Fame stands up there with the Great Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown or the Great Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame in Campbell, California. I think we are, I think we are now at this point too legit to quit. We got, we got one director who has two movies in here, that being Martin Scorsese. We actually, we have two. Martin Scorsese and Quentin Tarantino both have two movies in here. Tarantino, of course, having Pulp Fiction and Jackie Brown. I, I don't know, man. I think, I think that's about it. I think we've talked enough Five Mike Movie Hall of Fame for, for this week. Let's, let's scoot ahead into the final segment of the show. I would love to hear what you guys think of this. What movies do you think don't belong? What movies do you think might belong in the future? I, I want this to be a People's Hall of Fame. Of course, a People's Hall of Fame decided upon and mediated by me, but still, I would love to hear what you guys think of these, the 20 people in the inaugural belated Five Mike Movie Hall of Fame class of 2018. Please drop by supportthereport.com and consider becoming a show patron for as low as a measly dollar a month. It's the right thing to do. You made it this far. It's time for the final segment. The Icy Robots Radio Pop Culture slash Toys slash Other Boring Stuff Informational Moment. All right, we are back for what is the final segment of the show? This is the one in which this is the one in which we talk about like various things that I that I may have bought or different things that I that I saw. I don't I don't see how this differs from the from the rest of the show. This is like this is the odds and ends. You know, this is the this is the other stuff that I want to talk about before before I head off before I head off into into the sunset. The first the first of the topics that I I want to touch on is the the annual toy drive that we do at IC Robots Radio, the the Christmas junk box toy drive, wherein which you get the opportunity to win a USPS, that's the United States Postal Service large priority box full of full of various odds and ends that I have picked up over the over the course of the year, these are things that I that I have at the bottom of my dig bag. I go to the dig every week, and when I do, I just kind of like I dump odds and ends in there. And at the at the end of the day, I, I just kind of like lay them out on the table and see what see what I got. And usually, I just I push it right into the right into the junk box. There is a bunch of fun stuff in there. There are some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle figures. I I saw a Shira on the top of it. It's it's mostly odds and ends. Don't get it twisted. It's not it's not a box full of vintage GI Joes. There's no there's no G1 Scarlets. It's just it's just a bunch of fun stuff that you could spend half an hour, maybe an hour digging through. I I recall last year the winner of the junk box, a man a man that goes by the name of Philip. He took it over to the to the Arcadia Retrocade, and he. 
and Vic Sage and some other young sprats, they all, they all opened it up and they all played with it and they all had fun. It was a good time. You could have, you could have just as fun of a time at your house with your family or, or by yourself. If you want to do it that way, you can open it up and keep all the goodies all to yourself. The way, the way that you have an opportunity to get your hands on this box of, this box of wealth is by going out, spending some of your hard-earned money on a gift, a charity gift that you will give to Toys for Tots or Toys for Kids or Tots for Kids or whatever whatever regional version you have of a of a charity that gives Christmas gifts to kids. You go and you give whatever you bought over to them. Let me know that you that you got something. If you send me a pic, I'll retweet it. I'll post it up on a I'll post it on the Facebook page so everyone will know how awesome you are. And when you do this, you're automatically entered. Then in, then in a couple weeks, we're going to pull it and we're going to find out who gets this box. I'll mail it to you on me. Don't worry. Uh, No charges. No charges will be involved. This is, it's something you want to get down with. Christmas is about giving. Christmas is about kids having presents. It's about, it's about a kid opening something up on Christmas morning that brings them joy. And this is... It's a chance for you to be the one bringing the joy to somebody who may, may not otherwise have an opportunity to, to get any joy. You could go down to Target, buy an Action Jackson Mego, take a pic of it, give it to a kid, man. Maybe you could introduce them to the joy of action figures. This is, this is an important thing. We did it last year. We had a, we had a pretty fair turnout, man. A lot of kids, a lot, a lot of kids had their Christmas made better by the, by the giving spirit of people who listen to IC Robots Radio. I I save up this stuff all year. I look forward to this all year. Christmas is, it's the best time of the year far and away. And this is, it's a chance to, to give, to keep that Christmas spirit alive. I, I implore you, man. You could go down to the store and get somebody a Hot Wheel. Hot Wheels cost 99 cents and a kid would love the love a Hot Wheel. You don't have to give a ton. You can give a little. You can give one of those toys you have stored up in your closet. I know we all got like a bunch of random carded figures laying around the house. You can give one of those. That'll make a kid happy, man. Just, it's all about giving. Hit me up at Robots on Twitter. That's I-S-E-E-R-O-B-O-T-S. And I will happily, I will happily retweet your pick. Send your name up to the heavens. I will shout your name from the highest, the highest point I can get to. I'll, I'll go right up to Dr. Jane Walsh and I'll tell her, you know who's cool? This guy's cool. Look what they did. She won't care. She'll walk right past me. Maybe she'll pop some lip. Maybe she'll give me a reprimand. I don't know, but I'll do it. I'll do it if that's what it takes. Let's see, what else do we have here on the note card that, that, uh, oh, the Jeffrey's Toy Box. The, the Jeffrey's Toy Box, this is the Toys R Us spinoff that they, they promised a while back. These have started to pop up in Kroger's. I guess Kroger's is a grocery store. We don't have any around where I live, but I, I hear that they're ubiquitous throughout the Midwest. So they, they've planted, like, the small... I guess I would call it a section, a section full of boxes of, like, random janky toys. I was lucky enough to get a pick from my dude 
at Engineer Nerd on the tweets. He sent me a pic of a Jeffrey's toy box at his Kroger's, and it looked pretty sad to me. I was completely disheartened. It was it was like seeing somebody that you care about, seeing their image drug through the mud after they've passed. It was pretty bleak, man. I I did not like, and I also I heard from Mighty Matt D. Dude hit me up and said that he has one at his Kroger's that looks even worse. I. I don't know, that's, that's a shame. Also, has anybody out there seen any of these Toy City stores that Party City said they were going to put up around Christmas time? I have not, I have not seen a pic of these, I have not seen hide nor hair of anything of that sort. If you have, please, please reach out to me on the tweet that's at Icy Robots, I-S-E-E-R-O-B-O-T-S, or... Hit me up on Facebook, facebook.com backslash robots. That's our group. If you're not a member, go over there and join up. Give us a like. We we have a lot of fun, post a lot of pics, do a lot of stuff. It's a real good time. And the more, the more, the merrier. Let's see what else is on this card. Marty Abrams. Marty Abrams is the head of the Mego Corp. He was at the, what was it? The Louisville Supercon, and he let slip. He let slip the first figure of the fourth wave. The fourth wave of Migos. We are presently on wave three. Wave three has been a hard one to find for some folks. I've, I've had a bit of success, but I've heard a lot of people have had a real, real hard time. We're going to keep the Migo news. It's going to be brief this week, because next week on the show, we're going to do a uh, Migo Watch 2018, where I'll talk about all the all the new Mego goodies I got, and we'll do that. We'll do that like it should be done. This is just, just a brief Mego news report for, for this, for this breaking news of the first. The first figure of Wave 4 will be Boxing Icon, the greatest of all time, the man who floats like a butterfly, sings like a bee, the Louisville lip himself, Muhammad Ali. <laughs> Muhammad Ali is a figure that they have made in the past. It's one that I wanted to get my hands on, but every time I see it, it's like 40, 50 bucks, and I like it, but I'm not into it to that degree. So I I think that this would this would be one I will definitely be all over. I hope it's very similar to the one they released in the past. He had headgear, he had gloves, he had a robe. Very, very neat figure. I've also I've also heard a bit of talk that there may be a Fonzie. And Arthur Fonzarelli with um, the thumbs up, the the vintage one, the one from back in the back in the day had the thumbs up. The one that they have now just has just has normal Mego hands. I don't know if this has been a confirmed rumor or not. It seems kind of kind of weird to me. You've already released Fonzie, and there's a there's a myriad of other Happy Days figures you could do before you. Before you did another Fonz, I realize Fonz is the most popular of all the dudes on Happy Days. But you could do, you could do Mr. C, you could do Ralph Mouth, you could do Potsy, you could do Sticks, you could do Al, you could do Bags. There are a million billion characters on that show. You could do Chuck. That would be dope too. I would be into um, many of these guys, really. What else has been cracking off? I've been reading some comics. I got my first order of comics from the online after the the sad death of comics for the win. I I'm pretty satisfied with the service. It's a, a site called Comics Zone Comics with like like an X, like it is a like an old school alternative comics, you know, comics like Flaming Carrot, like R Crumb stuff, things like that. But 
they sell all sorts of stuff. They they ship through the mail, and I I shifted my books over to there. I really had to like take a look at what I got and decide what I wanted to continue on. I ended up dropping a few titles when I when I shifted over to Comics Zone. Let's see, what do I get? I get Action Comics. I get Superman. Both of those are written by Brian Bendis, and I enjoy them a lot. I also get Batman. Batman is great right now. I get Daredevil. We'll talk more about Daredevil in a second. I get The Walking Dead. I get Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass is really good right now. They've started off with a new, a different person taking up the mantle of Kick-Ass, and I'm really... I'm really enjoying that. I'm reading this Dick Tracy, this Dick Tracy limited uh, series. It's it's drawn by Mike Allred, who did X-Force. He did Madman back in the day. He has a really neat sensibility, and I think that his, his kind of like 60s pop art style will mesh well with Dick Tracy. I missed issue number one, so I only got number two from Comic Zone. I got number one coming on the on the way, but I haven't gotten it yet, so I haven't been able to dig into that. Let me hold on one sec. I get my comics delivered down here, so I can I can read them while I'm while I'm on break. I get Archie. I got Archie number seven hundred. Superman, Superman, Batman, Batman. Oh, I get GI Joe, a real American hero. I read that every month, and I also I get Hit Girl. I like I like Kick Ass and Hit Girl. I don't know. It's it's fun. You just heard him. You heard him thump on the uh, on the ground right there. I I'm kind of on the verge of canceling Daredevil as well. I I've been reading it for a long time. I I started back when like Kevin Smith and Joe Casada took over the title. So I've been I've been plugging away at this one for a uh, for a long time. But I haven't liked the direction that it's been going in for a while. This guy I think his name is Christopher Soleil has been writing it and it's fine. It's it's good, it's fine, but they they have this color scheme that I don't really like. It's almost like a pastel. I see Daredevil in like the dark. He has black and he has red and it's very dark and it's very scary. And this has him has him in like the daylight a lot and the this pastel color scheme it just doesn't work for me. But he's going to be leaving the title soon and it's going to it's going to be taken over by Chip Zdarsky. I only know Chip Zdarsky from from Jughead. He wrote the Jughead for Archie Comics a while ago, and I really dug that. So I don't know. I don't know if he if he's going to take it back to like the gritty, the gritty street level crime type tales that I like. But I don't know. We can hope, right? When I when I made the switch from comics to the for the win to Comics Zone, I. I wanted to trim the fat. I ended up canceling a couple a couple books that I got. One of them was Redneck. Redneck is this comic about vampires down south. It's it's not at all like True Blood, but it has a similar similar premise to True Blood. I dropped that. I dropped another one that Robert Kirkman was writing. I can't for the life of me remember the title and I can almost never remember the title of it unless it's like right in front of my face, but I I dropped that. I dropped a couple. I was reading an Avengers book and I I got rid of that. It was really it was time to trim the fat. You know, my my monthly comic bill was getting up around like 50 bucks and that's 
That's way too much to spend on, uh, funny books. Lately, though, as far as funny books go, in my opinion, DC is killing it over Marvel. I don't... There isn't, like, one Marvel title that I really enjoy. I just read read Daredevil out of out of habit and out of hope that it will be be awesome again, like back in the Bendis days, but I I don't know if that'll happen. It's just something I want. DC though, they're having some real success. Batman is just amazing right now. He's he's looking for somebody who took a pot shot at Nightwing. Nightwing was shot by a sniper. And Batman's on the case trying to find out who the sniper was. And this is all after his after his failed attempt at marrying Catwoman that saw him saw him get left at the at the altar. Sorry if that's if that's a spoiler, but it's not really. Because you know Batman's not gonna get married. You know nothing major like that is gonna gonna happen. Even though he does have a son now. So anything is possible, I guess. But that that happened months ago. If you haven't if you haven't heard, it's been it's been all over the news. But um that's really great. I I hear the new Justice League title is really great. I, oh, I have an investment opportunity for you guys, comic-wise. Every once in a while, I'll I'll hear about something that I think might be worth worth investing a couple bucks in. They they recently relaunched the Teen Titans, and they added added a new character. This is a character known as Crush. Crush is the daughter of Lobo, and she's she's basically like a female Lobo. This is Teen Titans number 20. It came out this year, January, February, March, April, May, June, July. July of this year. I picked up three copies of this at $2 each. It's still it's still pretty pretty cheap, but I I see a big future in this character Crush. She looks like Lobo, but she's a gal. She has a mohawk. She's totally crazy. I really, I really can see her breaking through. They, they publish this weekly, monthly rather, magazine called DC Nation. They give it away at the comic store and they spent like a whole, a whole page just dedicated to Crush and who she was and all this stuff. And when I saw it, I said, hmm, that's an interesting idea. The, the daughter of Lobo. So I grabbed a couple of those. It's T-Titans 20. Came out this year. You may be able to pick them up for like a dollar or two dollars. So it may be worth thinking about, you know, getting a couple. I don't know. I I have a fairly decent comic collection. But that's because years ago, before key issues went through the roof, I was already collecting comics. So I was able to pick up a few things at very low prices that are now, like, they would be really, really, really expensive to pick up. I, I got, like, the first appearance of Luke Cage. Like, probably 20 years ago. I picked it up for something like $20. Now, this is like a multiple $100 book. These things are really, really going through the roof. So, I figure sometimes you gotta, like, gotta try to get ahead of the curve. And think of somebody who might be a popular character maybe 30, 20 years from now. And I don't know. Maybe Lobo's daughter. Think about it. And if you, if it turns out to be not that great of an investment opportunity, he only spent a couple dollars, man. You can... You can afford that. Speaking of a couple dollars, if you so wish, we have a Patreon. You can find it over at supportthereport.com. We we offer a patron-only show known as the POS. That comes out ideally every 
every other week, but I did fall a week short. But that was due to Thanksgiving, man. It wasn't due to me slacking off. It just, it happened to be that way. We've already published a few episodes. It's a lot of fun. It's um a more, more conversational type show. It's like me talking to you, just chilling. It's more, it's more loosey-goosey. There's a lot of neat interludes. I go... I go out in the world. On the episode I just published, I went to a football game. I went to the arcade. I recorded at both places. I recorded some stuff while kids were trick-or-treating. It's a real neat show. I I got to admit, right now as we speak, I'm having more fun making that one than I am making the good old TRU RPT. Probably because it's new. It's like my new toy, different things to mess around with. I got a lot of neat, like, musical interludes in there. It's a ton. It's a ton of fun. I I do listen back to the shows I record, just, you know, for quality control purposes. But I was listening to the POS, and I, I actually found it entertaining. I do think that this show is also entertaining when I hear it. But this one, this one was kind of, it felt kind of special, man. You can get down with this. For as a little as a dollar a month, that's all it takes as far as your support goes. Over at supportthereport.com, seriously, consider it. You'll get your money's worth. There's five, four episodes of that. There's a bunch of real wisdoms. There are a million episodes of my old mixtape show, Icy Robots Radio. There's, there's literally like days and days worth of stuff that you can listen to over there for like a dollar a month. It's easy. You get the Patreon app. You can download it to your phone right there. You can stream it on the Patreon app. It's super duper easy peasy. You don't only have to give a dollar, man. Some give more. I got some people giving 10. got some people giving five. I appreciate every little bit. I really do. I, I like to think that I work hard on the show. So I, I don't know. It feels good to have somebody, somebody want to reward that with a little bit of their hard earned cash. So consider that. Supportthereport.com. Consider the Christmas gift box. That's that's more important. If you have to choose between doing the Christmas gift box or giving to the Patreon, give to the give to the Christmas gift box. Go buy a present. Let me know. Hit me up on the tweets, and you're entered. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. We will be back next week with episode number 178. It's going to be Migo Watch 2018 and beyond. We're going to catch up on all the Migs. That I got. It's going to be a hoot. If you wish, call in. I had wasn't able to take any calls this week. It was a jam-packed show, man. But if you want to call in, you can leave us a voicemail. Leave us a Christmas message. That would be fun. I'll play it on the air. Send a Christmas shout-out to your friends. And they will all hear it. You can reach us at 707-532-JAMS or 707-532-5267. It's an answering machine. You can leave a message there, or you can send a text message. It also, it also gets those. It prints them out on um, a fax paper. It's a really, really neat machine. 707-532-5267-532. Jams. That's the number. So, until we speak again, this is me, IC Robot, signing off for Engineer Emily, for Iceberg, for Mr. Kate, for Dr. Jane Walsh, and everybody else down here at the bottom of the sea. If you don't know, now you know. has been an IC Robots Radio production. IC Robots Radio is a listener-supported in day If you like what we do and we make your day a little easier, 
please consider tossing a few bucks our way to help keep the life support running. All money collected goes to help us prepare for future space pirate attacks. Go on over to supportthereport.com for all the details. Thanks and have a great week. Everybody love everybody! Come on! Portions of our broadcast day may be presented either in whole or in part by means of videotape or film reproduction. This is KTXL TV 40, signing off the air, ending another schedule of broadcasting. KTXL Sacramento, Stockton, California.